Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back to Confluence the Lifestyle, episode number six. I so love that word. It has a nice ring to it. Confluencers. I'm a Confluencer. You're a Confluencer. We're all Confluencers. (laughs) Look at me acting like Oprah. We all get a car. Yeah, we're all Confluencers. This is week six. Week six in the mix. Last week, we were live at five, four. I gave you more on week three. There was some divinity. You know, I talked about God a little bit. Week two, I was like, what it do? And one, episode one, we had just begun. And there was some fun. I pray that all is well in your world and that your summer ended with a bang. Guess what, y'all? It's Wednesday, and that means we're halfway through the week, so you should be smiling somewhere. But it's officially fall season, and I hope that you're falling in love with you or you're falling in love with somebody. It's cuffing season. It's extra pound season. I mean, for me, it's hibernation season. Like, you can't tell I'm almost 40 because I kind of... Like sleep a lot. Like sleeping makes you look good. But it's just a season for a whole lot of things. And either you gain weight from comfort food or you find a boo for those cold nights or you lay low until the springtime comes. But I mean, like I said, I fall at least into two of the three categories. According to Chinese medicine, the autumn is a worthy time to concentrate on the internal nurturing of our body and mind and becoming more reflective, embracing a season of mindfulness and releasing the negative burdens that we're holding on and allowing space for new experiences. Yes, experience, all which can bolster growth and Generate gratitude as we breathe in its new season. Yes, breathe in a new season. See, not just the season of the four, right? We're talking about a season of new beginnings, a season of change. And when a season changes, that means there should be a change in you. And so I like to indulge and things of that season. So I might fall into the leaves or go to a football game and be a part of the frenzy. I'm always down for a good homecoming and a good kiki. But most of all, I get to enjoy the view and then I learn to enjoy me. And so you need to learn to enjoy a whole lot of you. But speaking of the season of fall, with a boo or a cuffing buddy or whatever you want to call I don't know if I smell pumpkin spice lattes in the air or fresh engagements. Engagements, okay? Yes, yes, yes. Engagement season is here. And you're probably asking, like, how do you know that, Charlie? Like, how do you know? 
Well, fall is a prime time for ring shopping ahead of the major holidays. Because, you know, this time of year is like back to back, back to back, back to back, back to back. Like Drake said, back to back. Uh, uh. We go back to back. Like holidays about to come back to back to back to back. And so this is a prime time to go ring shopping. And that's what makes this the engagement season. I'm so excited because I have my first guest, Miss Lashika Vasquez, a provocateur events. She's going to come on and she's going to talk about why this is considered to be the engagement season. But check this out. That's only a term that you find in the U.S., and that's a period where there is an increased spike in the number of engagements. According to WeddingWire.com, 43% of engagements happen between November and January as happy couples spend time with friends and family. Studies show that people are more positive and emotionally inclined in charge, making it the ideal time to ask somebody the big question. You know, if you're like me, I think I've been waiting about a good six years for a big question. You know, can we go out? Do you want me to pay your bills or do you need your oil change? I mean, that's the big questions I'm looking for. But like, hey, if somebody want to make me that way, that's cool, too. That's all fun and gravy. But hey, this season right here, this season is for people to fall in love. That's why I said, are you falling in love with you? Are you falling in love with somebody? I surely hope so. I'm here for it all. I am a sucker for love. I'm happy when people truly find someone that speaks to their soul. Oh, y'all. Oh, y'all. I'm thinking I'm feeling that way. And that's what brought me to the topic of this show. Does the ring really mean a thing? And why is there so much pressure behind them? I told you. I told you for the last few weeks. I talk about topics that others are too afraid to touch. I specialize in making painful conversations easy. It ain't shade when it's the truth. And today is one of those days. Last week I was serious, but today this topic is necessary. Sharing is caring. So let's pull the damn band-aid off and dive deep. Does the ring really mean a thing? Today on Confluence. We've all heard that a diamond is forever. But at what cost though? So this week, a friend of a friend brought his girlfriend a ring. Now I'm trying to remain anonymous, you know, but it was nothing fancy. But at least... It was a ring given to her for her birthday. I thought the gesture was nice, thoughtful and memorable, while others found folly in the appearance of the ring and thought it was a complete joke. I was trying to like grapple. I was really grappling with what was it? Was it the ring or is it the fact they hadn't been together that long? But the more and more I thought about it, both of the answers led me to this conclusion. So what? I think that we put too much thought into too many people's business. If it's the ring, it's her ring. You don't have to worry. If it's 
they haven't been dating that long. You don't have to marry them. If they make it, be there for them. If they don't, be there for your friend. But the ring conversation, the conversation around the ring, I was taken back, y'all. I'm not going to lie. Because we're so busy stunning for others. So many times we judge people from our vantage point. Everybody ain't an eagle. So if they are down there pecking with the chickens, honey, meaning that's where their pay grade is, and you're on eagle status, of course their ring is not going to measure up. But does the commitment, how does that person feel about their potential spouse? Has nothing at the end of the day to do with a ring. This engagement ring is a symptom of a cultural obsession with weddings and an ever-growing damn trend to make your shit look like it is an outward reflection of your marriage. I know people with big rings and shitty marriages. And I know people with substantially, you know, small rings. With powerful marriages. They believe in the sanctity of marriage. Right now we're so busy. You know on this. I got to do it for everybody. That you really ain't even doing it for yourself. We put so much pressure. On everybody else. But instead of putting the pressure on yourself. To be a better wife. A better mother. A better fiance. A better Put that pressure on you and see if you can live up to your own standards. Your engagement is not really about your ring. It should be about your commitment to build a future that will stand strong. There was a time, honestly, when getting married just didn't take all of that. I mean, I remember being a little girl attending weddings of loved ones where the reception was in the fellowship hall at the church. There was cake with these stairs going up the side. And baby, if you could afford that fountain at the bottom, you, man, listen, you was doing it. And if you had the stairs with the people, oh my God, do y'all remember that? Oh, and then it was mints and peanuts, punch, a receiving line. Gifts. People bought gifts. People ain't bringing shit no more. They showing up to eat on your dime and on your time and don't bring you a gift. The least you could do is a $25 gift card, Visa, Target, Crate and Barrel, something. But now you're spending all of this money to, for people to come enjoy and you're leaving broke. Where back in the day, people used to bless. Ooh, ooh, let me say that again. Now y'all leaving y'all wedding broke. When back in the day, people used to leave blessed. They blessed them going out and they blessed their coming in. But today now, honey, you need up lighting, down lighting, cakes that look like art, belly dancers, elephants singing, serenading dogs, whatever the pleasure, we do it. Hey, how do I know? 
I'm not talking about you, baby. I'm speaking from experience. My cake was taller than me. I'm 5'2". I had a tall cake, chandeliers, a drama with the DJ. It was so many over-the-top things that I thought that I needed. When in actuality, I didn't take a moment to look at the man that I was marrying. I asked more questions to the florist. When are the nose gays coming in? When will they be flown in from Ecuador? Do you bind them up with wired and cover them with ribbon? Oh God. Oh God. I didn't even ask those probing questions to my then ex-husband slash fiance. Because I knew the truth. You know, that's the thing. We know the truth within us. We know the answers. We so busy searching and looking all over and up, down, through books and calling people. The answer is within you, baby. You know that gut feeling. But guess what? My ring was pretty, though. And, you know, granted, it wasn't a three carat. But, oh, I had the four C's. That I did have because I made sure of that. Um, If you have the money, good for you. But if you don't, it makes no sense to go into your marriage in debt trying to impress. You need to impress two people. God, the man that created marriage. I mean, this was his first institution in the Garden of Eden. He said it ain't good for man to be alone. So he put Adam to sleep and he bought forth Eve and he told them what you are flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. So that is the person that you need to impress. You know, we, we, we too busy trying to impress each other, you know, making rules to fit our new norm. Mm-mm, they didn't make it. That's why we suffering. And then you need to impress your spouse because sometimes we do all of this to get them but we don't do what it takes to keep them. And it ain't nothing like waking up to a fresh set of disappointments every day when a person don't want to change. Ah, oh, waking up to disappointments is funky. Waking up to disappointments stink. Not stink, they stink. They stink. So really, is it about the ring? And should the ring overshadow the commitment Let's talk to L and C. I love her. I love this lady that's coming on. I met her at an event and I was, I was impressed. Okay. I was impressed at the execution, the well thought outness. And I was like, I got to have you for my 40th birthday, but check this out. I don't turn 40 until a year and three months later. She was like, okay, that's fine. I was like, and we're going to be friends. And she was like, and that's fine. And we can be friends. And that we have become. So let's go to L. Talk to L about this engagement season. Stay tuned because it's about to get good, y'all. Everybody, let's welcome Miss L of Provocatory Events. Whoop, whoop. Lashika? Yes, I'm here. Hey, welcome to the show, Confluence. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. I am excited to have you because I was thinking about who could be the perfect person to come onto the show 
and talk about all things engagement. And it was the event extraordinaire herself, Miss Lashika, my girl. I call her L, my home girl from the crib, D Town's finest. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And congratulations on the podcast. It's really amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I am just trying to specialize in making painful conversation easy. Oh. So we're going to jump in tonight's topic. So, you know, I know that fall, well, whether people know this or not, is one of the highest engagement seasons. Yes, I call it the she said yes season. Uh, say that again. That's cute. <laughs> she said yes season. She said yes season. Yes, honey, I can't <laughs> wait to say yes. I can't wait. Come on, honey. Come on. Honey. Right. Come on through. Come through, <laughs> Jesus, on the main line. So, with that being said, she said yes season. What perspective do you have as it relates to engagement rings? You know, it's so amazing. Uh, engagement rings are this really personal piece of jewelry. Um, and it depends on, you know, the guy um, as far as what he wants to purchase for his love. And then also, of course, you and I both know as women, we are fantastic as, as dropping hints about what we want or what we expect. Uh, so um, it often it can be a reflection of both individuals in the relationship. Um, not only what he wants to give her, but what she expects him to give her. Right. So with that being said, do you think we put a lot of pressure on engagement rings and we overlook the commitment and your business? What is something that you see? Especially when people have big eyes. Or I want this, 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 this. But their marriage is like this, this, (laughs) this. Right. Well, you know, I've got more than a decade of experience planning events um, with a uh, specialty with regard to weddings. And so I've seen the gamut. Um, One of the things that I notice in the consultation, because I often will ask the question, um, how did you guys meet? Uh, And then segue into how did he propose? You know, what's your proposal story? And it's always interesting to me um, to hear when, you know, the young lady will say, oh my God, you know, I was, you know, dropping hints about this is the kind of ring I better get. And, you know, this is what you better do for the proposal Mm. and noticing kind of the guy's demeanor when she's saying all of that. And inevitably, um, there are a few things that, you know, I'm able to correlate later as we go through the planning process um, or afterwards, because, of course, I like to keep in contact with my couples. um, Some of maybe the things that come up uh, with communication or concerns in their union. Okay. How do you feel social media 
has played a part of the engagement process. Because, you know, I mean, not to say my age, but I was born in the 70s, late 70s, and, you know, it just, it didn't take all this. I mean, now we are living our best life, you know. I'm not going back and forth with you because I'm living my best life. But, like, <laughs> you know, what is your take? How do you think social media has played a part in this big over-the-top engagement slash wedding dreams? Great question. I think it plays a major part in so that there are so many um, individuals who live their life for social media. You know, they, they post, you know, what they're eating, where they're going, um, and really journal their day uh, for the public, as opposed to that private journaling, maybe that, you know, as we both as children of the late 70s uh, would be more used to. And so I think it plays a part in some individuals that, you know, you heard the saying, do it for the gram, mm -hmm. you know, or do it for the vine, that people, you know, want a ring that looks good uh, for social media. You know, that it's a larger carrot or, or to be able to say, oh, girl, he got me a, you know, four carat, you know, ring. He, he got me, you know, the um, brilliant cuts, you know, so those sorts of things to be able to post it and post it with, you know, the Cure Cure app so that it's truly, you know, sparkly. Um, and so one of the things that as a person who, of course, I'm an event planner. Of course, I love the pretty. I love the beauty. I love the music. And I love planning an event that's over the top. But as a woman of faith um, and as someone who is fully married, um, I truly, truly love and respect the institution of marriage. And sometimes I think while you are doing it for the gram, you're making sure your ring looks good. Yeah, maybe you should spend a little bit more time making sure the relationship is good for Jesus. Mmm. Mmm. You know, my first book, From the Floors to the Forest, you better think deep before you <laughs> leap, came from the right. Because I was so concerned with everything else but that marriage. And I think we interchange those words like they're synonyms. Mm. You know what I mean? Like my marriage and my wedding day, like, uh-uh, no, no, no. Baby, that coming one, it just, it looked like you're doing it that day. But that is a process. And that's why I think that we have gotten so caught up on social media that we don't actually get the, to know our mates as well as we should. It is all for looks and for size, as we used to say back in Oak Cliff. You ain't got a lot of kicking, just a bunch of faking and shaking going around here. Right. You know? And the fact that you said that it's an app to make your ring look better. <laughs> but, you know, does your marriage look better? Right. Boom. See, I'm going to be the, the, the you know, the, 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 I tell people it ain't shade when it's real, you know, but does your marriage look better, boo? Because, see, at the end of the day, my ring was really nice, but my marriage was really shitty. I, I'm just going to be real honest with you, Elle. Right. I mean, you know that, you know, you're my personal friend offline. So, you know, we've had our heart-to-heart -heart connections. Right. And 
just for me, this topic was important because I think we put a lot of pressure on things, on material things that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. I, I think I you I hit the nail on the head or, or as my grandmother used to say, you said a mouthful there. Um, <laughs> I mean, truly the wedding day is, if you think about it um, in terms of a job, the wedding day is your orientation at work. <laughs> when you go through orientation, it's going to be a whole lot of kind of pomp and circumstance from that company. They're going to show you around, you know, that day you probably make certain, you know, everybody makes certain you get your lunch, you know, you get your training, you get your handbook, um, and you feel really good about the company. And hopefully, you know, your first day of actual work will feel that way. But even if you are working for the greatest company in the world, it's still work, right? <laughs> It's still work. Yeah. So even though you may have this fantastic wedding day that's over the top, that's beyond what anyone else could have imagined that you would have had as a guest at your beautiful day, it's still just the gateway to the work of marriage. And I am blessed that I have a good marriage. But is it perfect? Absolutely not. Is it work? Absolutely. Stop, stop right there. Say, <laughs> say that part again because everybody thinks, oh, I'm, when I get married, all my problems going to be fixed. Oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh, say that part again. Oh, no, 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 no. The work begins. <laughs> the work yeah. begins. So, you know, when my husband and I, we dated for three years, he proposed and we were engaged for a year. We were planning and saving for the wedding. But of course, you know, when the guy's getting ready to uh, propose, typically, um, you know, us women, we've been dropping hints about what we want our ring to look like, you know, what type of ring, what type of ring. And for me, I was a little bit different. Um, did I want to be married to him? Absolutely. I'm not going to front. Um, you know, was I pressuring him like, you better propose to me? Um, right this second or next month or in six months, I wasn't that type of chick. So when he was dropping hints and I was dropping hints, um, really it boiled down for me, of course. You know, I would have loved to at that time, you know, I was much younger. You know, of course you think it to yourself, oh, I want, you know, at least three carrots and I want it to look like this and all of that. But I'm so thankful that... Um, my mother and my two aunts um, really had drilled it into me that um, what you don't want to do is start your marriage out in debt <laughs> and you need to be more focused on the marriage and not the wedding. So it allowed me to pull myself back. And I told him, look, I would much rather have great quality than necessarily the big size. Um, you know, I want something that sparkles, of course. Um, and here are the the types that of rings that I like because I wanted it to match my personal style. But I was not caught up in what the size is. And he did an awesome job. He bought me um, total. You know, I, well, you know what? I won't even do it. I won't even talk about what the carrot size is. It's not, but it's not this humongous ring. It's a nice ring. It's great quality. Um, you know, he I educated him on those five C's of ring purchases. Uh, so <laughs> come on, five C's. Tell tell the listeners what the five C's just in case 
in Thank case you. they don't know. So you want to go for clarity, cut, color, <laughs> as well uh, as carrots, um, you know, and then, you know, it's not really, but I like to say cost. You really do need to think about it. Uh, don't add that phone <laughs> theory. That's a theory, y'all. That's a theory. So that's, that's how I look at it. And because, you know, what you don't want to do is, uh, you know, I think you and I talked about this before, um, have to help pay for the ring after the wedding. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, because when your accounts merge, honey, and that bill is due, the money's coming from you guys account but you know these are new millennium women so honey they don't believe in that this i'm going straight up you going old school i did it i did it my way and my way didn't work the first time so this time i'm gonna try to do it God's right way. well okay? god's word you can't go wrong going god's, going plan, that way. god's way <laughs> god's man i need the plan the man and the way okay because i am tired of doing this on my own right but back to what you're talking about is just making sure that things line up. It, it's nothing wrong if he can afford it um, for him to splurge and, and get, you know, this massive ring. But I, you need to be equally as concerned with the substance behind why are you giving me this massive ring? Can you afford this? Um, and, you know, I'm a sentimental woman. Uh, so even though what we can afford now is completely different than what we could afford years ago when we got married, um, I've never allowed him to upgrade my ring. I've told him he can feel free to purchase me other jewelry and other rings, but this ring, you know, is mine. This is what he could afford. It truly represents um, his love for me. He worked extra shifts and everything at that time to be able to afford what was a really nice ring for the time and our budget. And I'm very appreciative. Wow. Not to say that I won't ever allow him to upgrade, but what I have also told him is that if he chooses to purchase me another ring, um, say when we're hitting the you know 20 year mark, um, then I still want my original diamond. He could just turn that into a necklace for me um, because it will always mm -hmm. mean something to me that this is the ring that we made vows to God with um, in the same way with his ring. Um, he didn't want the, you know, the as he called it, he didn't want the little washer. He didn't want just the band. He wanted some bling in his ring as well. <laughs> hey, see, and that's another thing I was going to say. And while you're doing all of this demanding, I noticed too that the man turned around and demands just as much for his ring. And however, like you want him to go all out. But when, but when it comes to him, you buy him the washer, the nine, the $99 special. And that is what I find so lopsided. And you don't want to go like, because just like you have these expectations, he could turn around and put those same mm -hmm. expectations back on you because he wants to look good too, right. right? Your swag got him. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> So when you're going hard and what I need, don't be, a, you know, looking at him crazy when he turns around and tell you what he needs, that he needs some bling in his life as well. Absolutely. Okay. Would you feel the same way if he turned and said, oh, you better get me a three, four carat diamond band to wear on my finger? Would you, would you feel like 
oh, okay, no problem. Or would you be looking at him like, and you, you kind of asking for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. yes. I have a few more questions. Okay. Tell me, have you helped people pro- uh, plan their proposals before? Yes. Um, actually, that's why I call it She Said Yes season is we have a She Said Yes proposal service um, that we offer. So for those guys who sometimes they need uh, just some ideas, they want somebody, an objective third party to run some ideas by to say, hey, what do you think? You know, this is, you know, my girl. Sometimes I'm already aware of who she is and her personal style. Other times I'm not aware of who she is and he just wants um, somebody who's not her friend or her mom or somebody who can say, hey, uh, objectively, this works. And then other times they need, you know, full on, hey, can you plan it for me? Can you make sure I've got a photographer there um, so that we can capture the moment? So we, we handle the gamut. Okay. Okay. And then what do you think the average ring cost should be? Should it be related to the wedding? Like say, for instance, if you're walking around with a $10,000 ring on, should your wedding be $20,000? You see, you understand? Right. I understand your question. I would say um, yes and no. Um, and the reason why I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth with that answer is because, um, to your point, if you got a $10,000 ring, um, it may look strange to people that when they come to your wedding, because of course, you know, we show off our rings Mm -hmm. and we're excited and look what he did. And I'm so excited. Let me tell you my proposal story, so on and so forth. And so, you know, some women share the cost of the ring if they're aware of that amount or maybe they've just got some savvy girlfriends who are able to look through their jeweler's loop they've got in their purse and tell you if it's got inclusions and all of that but you know if you got a $10,000 ring and then they show up to the wedding six months to a year later and it's you know a $10,000 or less wedding um, right wrong or indifferently you kind of open yourself up to a lot of commentary with mm-hmm. people saying yeah. oh I was expecting or I thought um, so I don't know that there is a particular cost um, the kind of rule of thumb is to say to utilize three months of salary to purchase a ring um, I would say if you can afford three months of salary to purchase a ring then you know by all means but if you can't afford that, um, then definitely don't. Um, there are options. Most jewelry stores will allow you to purchase a ring, whether it's outright, whether you um, charge it, um, whether there's a layaway plan involved. But most of them will allow you to exchange a ring. So you can basically take the ring back. They'll take the diamond, whatever the cost, and they'll upgrade it. And for some women who aren't extremely sentimental or whose focus is on, hey, I would just like a much bigger ring or maybe I just want a different style. You got me a a brilliant cut and I really wanted um, a round. I wanted a princess, you know, and I wanted an Asher cut. So there are some options there. Uh, But most importantly, I just think that whether it be for purchasing the ring or for setting the budget for the wedding, 
that you do what's comfortable for you because what you don't want to do is have the bills for the wedding and the ring outlast the marriage. Ooh, say that ooh, 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 ooh. Say that part again, because that happened to me. That happened to me. My wedding was over, the marriage was over, the divorce was final, the ink was dry, but guess what bills I still had left? Guess. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Oh you no, still owed I would have been your perfect client that first time around. <laughs> oh my God. I brought I was Bridezilla Jr. Everything I saw David Tatura and them do on TV, I wanted to do in a cliff, girl. And so <laughs> it came with a price, right? And so what happened was I worked summer school and I still didn't have enough money. So I started putting on Chase and all of these other credit cards. And so I I, because that was my dream, not his, mm-hmm. lived it out. And I had the bills after that was well said and done. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Because I got I got engaged this time of year, too. I did. I did. I did. I did. Oh, you, you fell prey. She said yes, Stephen. I was. nothing I wrong with it, but. Jesus, I fell prey. <laughs> but I, I tell all of my clients, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are or what you do. Everybody has a budget. So even if you are a billionaire, you've got a budget. You've got a finite amount of money that you want to spend on any particular event. And the smart thing is to really think about what are my expectations for my wedding? But what are my expectations for my life? What are the the things that I know are coming up the pipe. Are we trying to purchase a home in the next year after we get married? Are we, do we need to look at buying cars? Are we planning a family? Um, What are these, you know, do we have student loans? What are they looking like? What is our credit score looking like? Oh, what is our credit score? Oh, that's good. That's good. All of that in mind. I'm sorry. So, yeah, just keeping all of that in mind when you're planning out your budget. Even myself, as a wedding planner, um, about the time that we were getting married, I decided to stop making this my hobby and make it into a business. And, of course, you know, just from a creative standpoint and, and looking at all the magazines and everything online, of course, you see a million things that you want, mm-hmm. you know, like all the time. You see so many things that you want. And as a person in the industry, I really was like, oh, I could do that myself. I know how to pull that off. But even I had to pull the reins back for myself personally. And my fiance at the time helped me to just say, okay, what are our other goals? What else do we have going on for us? We literally got married. Our wedding was on a Sunday and that Monday we had to pack because we were being relocated to another state. Mm. And so I'm so thankful in hindsight that um, when we walked away uh, from our wedding, um, we had given out every check and every check had come through the bank. So everything that was left and everyone who was so generous and gave us gifts and gift cards, then we were able to use that to get a start on our marriage (laughs) and we didn't have to, we we didn't have, we didn't charge anything. We didn't owe anybody. Uh, Now 
did I have this massive wedding? I didn't. So again, another kind of pro tip that I give, you can either have everyone you want or everything you want. But if you have a budget, you can't have both. So I knew what my budget was. I knew the things that I wanted. And I sacrificed my guest count so that I could have more things that I wanted. So while I have a huge family, especially on my dad's side, uh, shout out to, you know, Ledbetter Street Led <laughs> in <Be> Dallas and <laughs> Oak Cliff. But I have a huge family on my dad's side and I, I could easily have crossed the, you know, 125 people easily just inviting that side without my mother's side, without any friends, coworkers, or even my fiance. But we capped our guest list at 75 to 80. Wow, that's tight. It's tight. Now, what helped is that we had a destination wedding. <laughs> 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 that that helped, you know, make it easier when you're telling people they're going to have to travel, get a hotel and all that. Then, you know, people will go ahead and opt out of your wedding themselves. Uh, but that's the reason. So I tried to be very, very, um, I won't say frugal because, quite honestly, I'm not the frugal one. He is. Um, but I just tried to be very realistic. I did not want to, you know, put us in a bad situation. And one of the things I was very fearful of because I had girlfriends who were married or family who were married and they argued about money. And that was something that we had really focused on in premarital counseling. And I just didn't want that to be an argument. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Where can people find you at? And you want to tell us a little bit about your business because this is Confluence, where confident women exchange, share, upload, and just want to be a part of this community. So tell us about you. Well, thank you so much. I, again, I appreciate the opportunity uh, to be a woman of confluence. I think this is so exciting and um, such a voice that's still needed out there. So thank you for this. Um, again, my name is Lashika Velasquez, um, often known in the event industry as L, and I own Provocateur Events. It is a boutique design coordination uh, planning and production firm. Additionally, I am the owner of Platinum Cravings, where we offer high-end special events, um, decor, furniture, um, and different features that are a little different. So not your average kind of tables and chairs, that sort of thing. So some unique items. And I've been in this business for over a decade. Uh, I'm a graduate of Texas Southern University. That's the issue with a degree in uh, business administration with a concentration in marketing. I worked for um, over 15 years uh, for a Fortune One company, and I was a district HR manager, professional HR, diversity and inclusion um, specialist, um, investigations as far as corporate is concerned. But throughout that process, I always had provocateur working and um, a little over a year ago, I guess now about a year and a half, I decided to truly trust God and step out on faith and pursue my business full time. And, you know, just thankful and blessed. People can find me on all the social media um, 
mediums or platforms. So Facebook provocateur events, um, as well as Instagram and Twitter is platinum cravings. Uh, I'm sorry, or provocateur incorporated. Everything else is either provocateur events or platinum cravings. Um, so feel free to check us out. Um, if you guys are in the uh, market for a wedding planner or, um, share information with your boyfriend that, uh, he may need a little help planning your proposal. We do a free consultation and, um, I promise an event that isn't perfect, but perfect for you. Yes. Cause we're planning my 40th right now. Yes, we are. <laughs> And it's going to be amazing. So hopefully we can we can uh, convince Charlie to do a little podcast uh, from within the party. Well, that that might work. That might work. That might work. <laughs> or this might be you might be so excited, or it may be so many things going on that we might have to keep this one this one private. This that might be. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us today. And again, I'm so happy that you can join us because I, I I knew who or what better person I can get to come on and keep it real and 100 about engagement and about engagement rings and all things wedding. And that's my girl, Elle. So thank you so much. Thank you. Have a good evening. All righty. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Ms. LaShico L. Vasquez of Provocateur Events for sharing and pouring into us some knowledge that we all can apply to our lives. It doesn't matter if you are single and waiting or if you're engaged in saving. You want to make sure that A, your engagement ring does not put you in debt. B, your focus is on the lifetime commitment. And not just the wedding day. But more importantly, you want to make sure that your commitment is firm and solid as the diamond that you're wearing on your hand. Because, yeah, diamonds are forever and your marriage should be as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. Inquiring minds want to know. And so I sent out this poll to a few of my listeners. I like to hear from you. I tell you that each and every week. Again, thank you for following, subscribing, and responding. These responses are so good. I had to share. So the question that I sent out for the poll is, does size really matter as it relates to the engagement? Yeah, size matters and other things, but we're talking about the engagement ring as well as should the ring overshadow your engagement and listen to these responses. Absolutely not important. You should brag about your commitment and not the ring size. Yes. Hell no. I really don't care what size the ring is. I just want to know that you are genuinely into making a commitment to me. One of my faithful followers from Cypress, Texas says, a ring doesn't mean shit if it's simply a loop on your finger. And then one of my followers out of Dallas said, 
The size of the ring is not as important if the size of the heart and love is not behind it. You can always upgrade, upgrade the ring, but you cannot upgrade chemistry, a real connection, and true love. Ooh, let me say that again. Because you can upgrade it at year five, at year 10. It's not final. We're always ever changing. And I love what this person said. You can always upgrade the ring, but you cannot upgrade chemistry, a real connection, and true love. Because at the end of the day, the greatest of these is love. Man, this was such a great show. This was such a great, great show. And for my single ladies, listen, don't feel like all is lost. Remember this while you're wondering about where he is and where is that engagement ring. It is better to have an empty bed than to have the wrong spirit, the wrong man laying in it. In your season of singleness, work on you. Get better. Invest your time. Give to a cause that's greater than yourself. Busy yourself with being beautiful, being you. Travel. Meet with friends. Adopt, you know, a, a charity. Do something that will make your life better while you're in this season. Because when it comes, you want to be able to dedicate all of yourself to that. So here's my story. And I'll be very transparent. Be very, very, very transparent. Because I don't mind sharing. I was tired of waiting. And I had everything a girl could ever ask for me. I had a house. I had a car. I had the cutest intelligent kid that a mother could possibly want. I mean, shout out to the cutest kid that I know. But I, every mother feels that way. But I did not have him to complete that story. So when chance met opportunity, I jumped on it real quick. And I made it happen from the wedding to the rings. And I was left at the end of the day. As I said, paying for a debt that I should have waited on God for. I was afraid that if I didn't get married, people were going to continue to talk about me. Because my vision was to be married by 30, right? And sometimes God say, you're not ready until 42. And even when you put the cart before the horse. God's promise will be fulfilled in his time. If God said my number is 42, guess what? It will be fulfilled at 42. And all that stuff that I did to try to help him make this thing happen for me, I still learning, I'm still learning how to wait on God's time. You need a man that could pull his weight. And needless to say, Within two years, it was over. And I never had God's stamp of approval. All for a ring. And I didn't even have my family's approval. 
So wait, I say, wait, I say on the Lord, on the perfect man, because see, he knows when to add your spirit to someone else's. He has not forgotten about you. I promise. But this time, this time, because in my season of singleness, I've been working on myself for myself. I've been full boo for myself, by myself. Now, have, have I been single the whole time? Yeah, technically, governmental-wise. But I've had more downtime than I have ups. But this time, I made a promise to myself. I deserve someone to love me in the purest way possible. And when he loves me in the purest way possible, I know he's going to do best as it relates to a ring. As it relates to my future, as it relates to my finances, as it relates to my heart. Because I've prayed about this moment. And I can't wait to see the story unfolds. If he makes the sacrifice to love me unconditionally, I will make the sacrifice to make the commitment for a lasting, honest, pure marriage. That's it for me today. Thank you for tuning in. And I definitely have enjoyed myself with you today. See you next week when we talk about more exciting topics. Why? Because this is Confluence, where confidence meets influence. Well, that's it, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I am your host, Charlie Marcole, and I've enjoyed having you here with me. Until we meet again, remember, when you are strong enough and confident enough to speak the truth, you gain respect and influence. Smooches.